Welcome to Today with Marilyn and Sarah. I was praying about our time together and God dropped a verse in my heart for you and for our time together. And it is Psalm 78, verse 7. And it says that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. And I just want to encourage you. I feel like in my heart that some, some of you watching, you're struggling uh, with having confidence and not putting your confidence in God. You're putting your confidence in your bank account. You're putting your confidence in your own talents, your own abilities. You're putting your confidence maybe in a relationship or a maid or something like that. Confidence maybe in your parents, but you're not putting your confidence in God. And God wants to encourage you today that he doesn't want you to trust in anything or anyone more than God. So get on the phone, get on the website. He's got great things for us. And what I found in my life is that when I do put my confidence in God, he does way beyond, way beyond whatever I had my confidence in. So get on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would help you in having the right place for your confidence. And mom, I'm so excited. We have our great yes. friend, Deborah Pagay with us. Yay! Yes. We love, love your guts. Totally. <laughs> wonderful book. Yeah. 30 wow. Days to Taming Your Emotions. emotions right. What a magnificent book because right. emotions, oh my goodness. <laughs> they move us. They do. They do. They do. <laughs> and and uh, what inspired you to kind of do this book? Well, it's a combination of three books I had previously written. And so one of the parts that we'll probably talk about this segment is on, on confidence. And I see too many people who feel inadequate or who don't approach tasks or won't do new, th new things because they feel that they don't have the adequacy to do it. And I thought, we are inadequate. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What's new? Yeah, what's new? We, we, yeah. Apart from That's him. great. We can do nothing. Right. And so I said, I want to give some tools, some, some teaching, some practical guidelines on what you can do to develop your sense of confidence, not self-confidence, because that's a worldly concept. What's, what's self-confidence? Self-confidence. Well, let's talk about what confidence means. The mm -hmm. prefix con means with, fit means faith. Confidence means with faith. So when you have yeah. self-confidence, you have with faith in self. The Bible says he who trusts in himself is a fool. So I don't want to be a fool enough to think that everything I need has to be embodied in what I know and what I do. And what led me to write this, I once took a job to tell the truth about it, <laughs> that I was totally unqualified for. And I just felt so inadequate. And it was a high-level position, so if I messed up, everybody was going to know. <laughs> and they'd call me into the office one day to, to uh, talk to the boss about something. And, and I said, gosh, if I had known ahead of time, I would have spent the night in the library researching this. But I didn't have any time to research it. I just had to show up. And God revealed answers to me in such a mighty way, I almost literally felt the presence of God. And when I walked out of there, I said, God, I, you know I like to plan my things. Don't, please don't ever do that again. And the Spirit himself spoke to my heart and said, you were insecure about that because you didn't think I was going to show up. You were relying totally on what you knew. But he began to teach me things on the spot. Because that's where I learned that the Holy Spirit not only brings things to your remembrance, but it says he will teach you. He will tell you what Lead to do. you to all truth. Right on the spot. I love that. I, it's, I oh, live by that now. It's like you just need to show up and let God show himself strong. He will teach you. So is, if you embrace your inadequacy and really know that apart from him, you really can't do anything. And so I just kind of embrace those scriptures now that talk about inadequacy. And I love to feel inadequate. In fact, during this interview, what I want to do is make sure we destroy people's self-confidence. <laughs> <laughs> 
We don't want you to have any. We want to destroy any ounce of self-confidence because she needs supreme confidence, not self-confidence. Sure. With faith in him. Supreme confidence versus self-confidence. Wow. Sarah, people need to call in who need prayer over this. Yes. Because so much, many of us, we don't have much self-confidence. And the reason we don't is we don't have the supreme confidence in God that he can do it. So call us for prayer. We won't counsel you. But praying, we just love to pray with you. It's true. And you know, you mentioned ahead of time um, something about Proverbs 31. Yes. And, and there were some interesting things on that. I wanted to kind of draw that out a little bit for our viewers. Well, in Proverbs 31, you know, this is the, the description of the ideal woman. I always like to tell people now that's not a real woman. This is the, the, the queen mother's telling her son, son, this is the kind of woman you want. <laughs> right. So she describes these character traits. And one of the things she says is she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Son, that's the kind of woman you want. A woman who perceiveth, who perceives to know inwardly that her merchandise is good. That's confidence. But see, she perceives, she knows it. And if you don't know it yourself, you're gonna always, you'll allow other people to say you're not adequate. And so I just kind of like to remember that. So I'll say, I perceive that my merchandise is good. My merchandise is whatever I bring to the table. What God has given me, I have to perceive it to know inwardly that it's good. And therefore, I can go forward. But my, my underlying scripture that I like to use for, self, for, for confidence, not self-confidence, is 2 Corinthians 3, 5. And it says, not that we are adequate in ourselves, or in the King James it says sufficient, of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our adequacy is from him. So I say adequacy doesn't emanate from you and what you know, it flows through you. It doesn't emanate from me. It flows through me. Yeah. And anytime I feel insecure or inadequate, it's because I have some toxic thinking going on. Right. I'm thinking that everything I need has to be embodied in what I've learned or what I've experienced. And it, it doesn't. Right. You can just show up and let God show out. Totally. <laughs> I think they can see God show up and show off. Yes. And I would encourage you. You say, well, I'm facing a situation and I don't know what I'm going to do. Call us for prayer. We don't counsel, but let God show up and show off in that situation. It is wonderful. And listen to this program. I'm telling you, this is a life-changing program for you. So when we struggle with confidence, sometimes we, and like I said at the beginning of the program, they should put their confidence in God. Sometimes we have self-confidence. But there are other things that we have a, a shortcoming of confidence. Absolutely. Or we're confident for wrong reasons. Well, we're confident in the things that we know. Because you see, that's the whole, that's the whole fallacy with self-confidence. It's a limited concept. The self can only know so much. You just, you're never going to know but so much. It's like when I travel, I have a laptop and it has a limited battery life. So self-confidence is like living on batteries. So when I'm on the plane, I'm steadily watching the little, the little symbol there to make sure I still have juice. And, but when I get to the hotel room and plug it in, I don't go over there every few minutes and say, is it still there? Because it's plugged into an unlimited source of power. And that's what happens when you plug into God. Know that I am connected to this omniscient, omnipotent, all-knowing source. Hmm. Always present. That's then, really good. then when I'm connected like that, when I'm connected, then I don't have to worry about it. All I need to make sure is I don't get disconnected. Right, and the disconnect is when we plug into something else or we try Absolutely. to rustle it up in our own ways. Right, we plug into the world's ways. And so the world says, this is how you can be confident. You got to look a certain way. You got to be a certain size. You have to have a certain amount of education. And you know God is not limited to things like that. God will give you favor and make you right. skip all, that other, right. all those other right. criteria. Right. Right. You know, he just does that. He just does that. Sure. So I'm not, I don't think I'm sufficient in my own self, but I just love knowing that when I'm connected to God, the sky's the limit. 
That's really good. And you may be watching right now and you're struggling on confidence uh, and, and really wrestling with, man, I just don't feel confident. Maybe you've had some failures. Sometimes, and if we could talk about that too, some failures sometimes, they undercut, they sabotage confidence because you think, whoa, that failed in the past. Get on the phone, get on our website. We want to pray for you that God would help you to have confidence in God, that your adequacy rests in God and nothing else. But how do we talk about failures? Because that's a, a, a tricky thing to ma manage, maneuver. Failure is a good teacher. Failure is like experience. Mm -hmm. you, now you know what not to do. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Now you know what not exactly. to do. You know, right. everybody says experience is a good teacher because it gives you the test and then you learn the lesson. Well, that's true, you know. So it's okay. You got to embrace failure. It's, it's all part of living. You know, and just know that God has a purpose even in failure. And it's something that's very humbling about failure. Nebuchadnezzar, you, you know the story when he said, you know what? He thought he was all proud. He was all confident. Look at this great umpire, empire that I've built. And then he comes out, you know, he has to go into the, you know, the nervous, breakdown. nervous breakdown. Yep. Seven years. And then seven years. Grow, there you go. There you go. Do on the back. He, he, it's, a, it's a legitimate mental whatever. Yes, it is. Condition. But look at his mindset when he came back. Yeah. He said, you know, it's God who rules in the affairs of men, right. and he knows how to humble people. Right. So failures can, failure can be very humbling, and so you got to embrace it and not get stuck there. Oh, I failed. Or, what am I going to do? I'm nobody. No, you're somebody still. Right, and sometimes the problem with failing is we take the action and turn it into a noun. Ah. Uh, I failed, so then I'm a failure. Yeah, yeah. And there's a significant difference. Well, yeah, you can't define yourself by your experiences. You or know, your that's actions. just something that happened. Sure. You know, that's just something that happened. It's not who you are. Sure. And so that's why if you just release yourself and say, next, you know, I say my favorite word is next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just don't get stuck, really. Just don't get stuck. Always say, okay, what now, God? Learn the lesson. Learn the lesson, but keep moving forward. And Nebuchadnezzar's in heaven. Yes. And his name means crackpot, which says God can take crackpots to heaven. It's true, he can. And maybe you just feel like you're mentally falling apart. And I know those feelings too, but call us for prayer. You know, I'm not afraid to ask people to pray for me. I text people, I email people, I say, I'm speaking here, I'm going to Iran, I'm doing this. Please pray. And I may text 50 people. Yeah. You get 50 people praying for you and their friends? Hey. That's a way to get a miracle. Call us for prayer. It's really good. And when we think about confidence, too, are there some things that you've done to help kind of shore up confidence for you? Or are you talking about them in your book? No, I, I do. And I think one of the things I've done is I memorize scripture. I really do. I, one of the scriptures, I, and I give people scriptures for different aspects of their lives where they feel less confident. But I, I like Daniel 2.20, when Daniel had to interpret a dream that the king didn't even know what the dream was. But I like what he said once God revealed it to him and he came out of his prayer closet. And he says that God reveals deep and secret things. He knows what's in the darkness. The light dwells with him. So anything you're in darkness on, you ask God. And and he knows everything. So I always say that, oh, I like to just think about that. There's this fish called the remora, and it's, it attaches itself to the underbelly of a shark. And, and as long as it's under that underbelly of the shark, it feeds on what comes from the shark's mouth, and it goes where the shark takes him. All he has to do is stay connected. 
Gosh, that's the kind of, that's the kind of relationship that. I want to have with my children. I want them to feed on what comes out of my mouth. Stay connected. I can take you to places you can never go on your own, and you don't have to fear a thing because you're connected to power. Seriously, and all the, all the fish run away from sharks because for obvious that's reasons. Right. <laughs> right. That's why the enemy should be running away from us because he knows we're connected to something bigger than everything and everybody. You betcha. You betcha. And we're going to be right back. We're going to take a little break. But this next part, I mean, this was excellent. But, honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. So stay right there. Deborah will be right back, and Sarah and I. Feeling stressed? Insecure? Upset? When you let these feelings control your life, you're in for a wild ride. In 30 Days to Taming Your Emotions, by best-selling author Deborah P. Gay, you will discover the secrets to taming tension, bending without breaking, pursuing peace, maintaining a victorious mindset, and much more. In this book, you will find sound Bible-based teaching, personal stories, heart-searching challenges, and the path to personal authenticity, tranquility, and quality relationships. For your gift of $25, along with Taming Your Emotions, we would also like to send you our Joy and Peace Scripture Card and Maryland's Prescription for a Hurting Heart Book. God has an anointed prescription for hurting hearts, and it's guaranteed to work. Don't let out-of-control emotions rob you of God's best. These two powerful resources will help you along with your 30-day path to taming your emotions and changing your life. Call or click to receive this very special offer. I am so excited, and so is Sarah, to go to Australia again. Oh, and we would love for you to come with us. What can you see in Australia? What can we see? Well, Mom, we're going to Sydney. So right. obviously we're going to see some cool stuff the in Sydney, House. the Opera House. Yeah. Plus, in fact, we get a minister at Pastor John McMartin's Church, Inspired Church. Yes. It's going to be super powerful. And we get to go to Ayers Rock. And we get to go to Cairns. Never say that right. Cairns, which is the gateway to the gate, Great Barrier Reef. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want you to come with us, Mom. How can they? How can they do this? Well, if they will check on the phone and leave their name, we will pray over it, and God can provide the money for you to go and the time off. So I'm really excited about all of you that are going to go. God's going to use your hand to pray for the sick. We're going to witness to people. We're going to see things beyond what we could ever imagine. Every one of us need confidence in God because certainly we know our own flesh that we can fail. I love this book, 30 Days to Taming Your Emotions. Your emotions can wipe you out spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or physically. And I'm telling you, Deborah has put things in here that will work in your life for 30 days beyond what you can even comprehend or imagine. It's definitely biblical. So right away, call and say, I want the book because it's important for you. Now, Sarah, this book applies to you and me every day. You betcha. And some of the things I love about this book, uh, just talking about the importance of being an individual. And you talk in, in many of these about being yourself. There's nothing wrong with being yourself and, and individuality. Right. How does confidence relate to that individuality? Well, when you embrace all that God has given you, and, 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 and uh, as the Proverbs 31 woman, she perceives that her merchandise is good. Whatever your merchandise is, whatever God has given to you, when you embrace that and say, listen, I'm going to maximize what God has given me. I'm not going to do like the clay and say, why are you making me this way? I, don't, I wish you had made me a little taller. It's like, I don't want to insult God like that. I don't, I don't want to reject his plan like that. 
I want to be able to say, God, you made me African-American. You made me five, two, and whatever, however tall I am. <laughs> sure. but, you know, I, I want to just be able to say, and because of that uniqueness, I, wanna, I want to do whatever it is you call me to do because of my uniqueness. And so I embrace that. Well, that keeps me from trying to be like everybody else, you know, really. And just to go on and just live life and be, and be confident in that, to know that God's going to use me because I, there's a scripture that says, He formed me in the womb oh. to be His servant. I think that's Isaiah 49. He formed me in the womb to be his servant. God deliberately shaped every aspect of me to serve him in a certain capacity. That's really good. And you talk so much about these principles, these keys, and I love that it's 30 days because when you look at the table of contents, it's day one, building a firm foundation. Day two, managing your body. Day three, a job half done. Day four, arresting anger. Just super, super, super practical. And so I just encourage you, hop on the phone. Obviously, you don't want to just get one. You want to get at least three because you have lots of friends that you want to pass them around to. So get on the phone, get on the website. This will help you immensely. There's so many times in our lives we let our emotions control us rather than living in dominion because God gave us dominion, including dominion and authority over our emotions. So we don't have to be the victim to our emotions, and this book will help you understand how your emotions, God can use them, but also how you cannot be controlled by them as well. And when we think about confidence, uh, can you think of someone in the Bible that struggled with individuality and, and how they kind of dealt with it or not? Absolutely. And, when I, and I talk a lot about confidence in this book versus insecurity, because when you look at a person like Haman, the Persian official uh, who uh, was just totally ticked off because Mordecai didn't bow to him as everybody else did. And, and to add insult to injury, Mordecai was a Jew. But when you think about that, uh, when the king asked him one day, he said, Haman, what would you do for somebody you really want? to honor. Well, he wasn't talking about Haman. He was talking about Mordecai because he had found out that he had foiled an attempt on his life. But he said, what would you do? And the response tells us a lot about Haman and where he stood in his personal security. He said, I would get the king's horse and put this man that I really want to honor on the horse wearing the king's robe, and I'd have one of the king's most noble princes to parade him down the street proclaiming, this is what is done for the man that the king desires to honor. What does that tell you? That he got his self-esteem from, from being associated with the king's personnel. And a lot of us do that. If I know somebody I can name drop, sure. then I'm really great because you're going to be impressed with that. If I can ride the king's, I say the king's horse is the, is the car that we drive. I'm from Southern California, and you are what you drive. <laughs> That's great. So if you get associated with a fancy car or the king's robe. Fancy clothes, designer clothes, and a lot of people are, are right there. They don't want to admit it, but you can tell because sometimes they'll say, oh, this is a Louis Vuitton or some name brand. What that is saying is, listen, everybody esteems that brand, and it's associated with me. And therefore, if you esteem that, you'll esteem me. And so, you know, if you don't watch it, you'll be right there in that same trap. And it will affect your finances and everything because you'll, you'll spend money. You'll invest money you don't have or should, could be more wisely invested in trying to get these things. Then you, all you're trying to buy is self-esteem. And you know what I have found? Sometimes you're the only different one in the crowd. <laughs> I went to a wedding, and I was really the only one sitting on the platform for a long time in a pantsuit. Now, it was an elegant pantsuit, but everybody there was in dresses and skirts. And, you know, here I am, and I thought, well, isn't that wonderful? I stand out. <laughs> and then another woman, they brought up to the platform, and she had on pants, too. I said, oh, there are two of us that are really different. What's wrong with being different? What's wrong? God made us so uniquely and in such a unique plan. 
I don't want you to miss this book. I want you to get 10 of them for your Bible study. Because folks, we don't have to be like everybody else. We don't have to dress like everybody else. We don't have to have the same make of clothing. We can be who God created us to be. This will help you know in. Get 10 now for your Bible study, or 20 if you have a big Bible study. <laughs> it's worth every dollar. You'll love it. You know, the other thing, too, that I thought was really powerful is you speak in here about um, empowering other people. Yes. And sometimes when we're insecure or we lack confidence, that whole relationship piece can get really wonky on us. Oh, it can, because you know what we fear? When we don't empower other people, it's because we fear losing power ourselves. Mm -hmm. We think somebody's going to take over. Listen, there's a psalm that says, um, he guards all that is mine, Psalm 16 and 5. If you're oh, ever struggling good. with yeah. somebody taking something away, even your, your husband or whatever, you have to understand that he guards. He guards all that mm -hmm. he's assigned to you. So you don't have to worry about losing something. My, my pastor, my former pastor, he's, who's passed away now, but he was uh, always said he was the pastor by the divine will of God, surrounded himself with awesome, powerful ministers, but he was never intimidated by any of them. I like that word intimidated means to instill fear. Nothing instilled fear in him. He was just confident because he understood the divine will and plan of God. He understood that all the days ordained for him were written in God's book. So his destiny was set. Nobody could come in and take something. And when we are, we are not confident, then we're going to be insecure because insecure means not sure. That's what that word means. I-N means not. Secure means sure. Insecure means not sure. But confidence means with faith. So to be an insecure Christian is an oxymoron. Why should a Christian be insecure? A Christian should be the most confident person on the planet because we have supreme confidence. That's awesome. And, and you talk all about that in here. You Absolutely. talk how important it is uh, and you deal. The other thing I like about this book is not only obviously about confidence, but you discuss in here uh, attitudes, oh, yes. and you totally hit some of the things that are so important to us, and you discuss as well stress. Oh, my yes, goodness. Yes, Totally mm -hmm. amazing. And I think those are three big hot spots for us in our daily living. Absolutely. Stress, attitude, and confidence. Absolutely. If we don't stay at peace, we won't respond in peace. Mm -hmm. You know, we just won't respond in peace. And that's why we got to identify those stressors, identify those things that are keeping us out of peace. We have to maintain a great attitude. I, I my husband said, how do you do that? <laughs> he was interviewing me the other day. He said, I said, no matter what, I just believe that all things are working together for my good. I got to believe that. If I don't believe that, I'm going to feel like I've been victimized or something, you know, something negative. And I'm going to say, nothing, nothing negative is happening in my life. Everything is going to work for his purpose. Now, if I don't say that, I won't believe it. <laughs> sure. And you will find out your uniqueness in here. And, you know, just think, it said God formed our inward parts. He covered us in our mother's womb. Because we tend to say, well, I got this from my father. I got this from my mother. You know, these are negative things. But you have a new father when you have Jesus. And he doesn't have those negative things. The book is just wonderful on this. I mean, you will come up into an image of who you are in Christ. Call today. Get at least two or three books. Get them for gifts. Because they will change someone's life. And when we think about confidence in our relationships and the people that we interact with, how do you think confidence connects, if you will, with complimenting people? Well, if you, you, can, you can only compliment somebody if you feel good about yourself. If you feel like an accolade for somebody is a strike against you, you're going to withhold the accolades because you just, you just can't begin to see that. And that's where envy gets its roots because envy says, I'm discontent with who I am. I want what you have. 
as opposed to jealousy. Jealousy is rooted in fear. You know, jealousy says, I'm afraid you're going to take what I have. But if you watch yourself, you can tell where you are in your security level by how much envy you experience within yourself. You say, I, I want what you have. Now, that's a rejection of what God has given you. It's like, okay, why don't you just maximize and exploit what you have? But if I, so I won't, I won't compliment you if I feel insecure around you. You know, Sarah, look at Samson. How many people did God give muscles to like that? Yes. <laughs> because he had a unique purpose. Absolutely. And you have a unique purpose. And Deborah, thank you for helping us through <laughs> yes. your wonderful book. Thank you we so find much. Find that you. purpose. Thank you. That we can live in it. Yes. And be who we are in Christ. What does it say in Christ? I think maybe over 120 some times it says you are in Christ. Over 42 times in the New Testament, he calls you his beloved. So when I get up in the morning, I say, here's Beryl and Nikki, you're beloved. Feeling stressed? Insecure? Upset? When you let these feelings control your life, you're in for a wild ride. In 30 Days to Taming Your Emotions by best-selling author Deborah Pigay, you will discover the secrets to taming tension, bending without breaking, pursuing peace, maintaining a victorious mindset, and much more. In this book, you will find sound Bible-based teaching, personal stories, heart-searching challenges, and the path to personal authenticity, tranquility, and quality relationships. For your gift of $25, along with Taming Your Emotions, we would also like to send you our Joy and Peace Scripture Card and Maryland's Prescription for a Hurting Heart Book. God has an anointed prescription for hurting hearts, and it's guaranteed to work. Don't let out-of-control emotions rob you of God's best. These two powerful resources will help you along with your 30-day path to taming your emotions and changing your life. Call or click to receive this very special offer. I have just returned from Egypt, and I'm telling you, that was one of the most supernatural times of my life, literally shaking the Mideast with the Word of God and the power of God. But when I got home, oh, I got hit, and I got hit in my knees, so I'm not able to travel for two months, and I need you to help me. Would you please help me at this time? Would you call today and sow a special seed? Because these two months, I have to be home, but my bills are still there. And I know you would be a blessing. You know how much I love what God has called me to do, and I believe He's called you to help me too. So call right now, sow a seed. In two months, hey, I'm gonna be out there more anointed, more, what can I say, more miraculous, than I've ever been, and I thank you for helping me. It is so important for us to forgive. Easy to say, but kind of tricky to do it. And if you're like me, from time to time, I struggle with this area. I've even heard stories of people saying, you know, there's 60 years, 60 years of unforgiveness with a person, and you just are like, wow, how <laughs> that's really difficult. And I believe this with all my heart. I believe that forgiveness is an active decision. You make it, but then you have to manage it as well. So it's a continuing active decision. But it's such a significant thing for us. And Jesus, man, he puts this as one of those core priorities. In Matthew 6, this is Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, 14 and 15, Jesus says, if you don't forgive others, your Father won't forgive you. This is like, <laughs> this is a really big deal. I know you and I, we both need God to forgive us. I mean, I need God to forgive me for lots of things. I mean, I mess up 
frequently, you know, say the wrong thing, think the wrong thing, do the wrong things, just be stupid. I need God to consistently be forgiving me? Absolutely. But I need to be forgiving others as well. So it's not enough for me just to tell you, forgive, because I honestly think you and I, we both want to forgive, but sometimes it's hard. So why don't you get on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would help you to forgive. And even if it's one decision at a time, I forgive, I forgive for this decision. I forgive for this decision. I know I'm going to see that person and I know it brings up hurt in my heart. So I'm going to think ahead of time and work myself and coach myself so that I can be forgiving, that I pass on the forgiveness that I receive. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We know that God forgives us, but also wants to work forgiveness through us and help us to be good at forgiveness. Being a proficient forgiver requires practice. 